This program is intended for mature audiences only. Welcome to the Female Orgasm Podcast, created by the Welcomed Consensus, where we explore the potential of female orgasm, more pleasure, and a better sex life for both men and women. Listen, learn, and be inspired by the innovative research and revealing insights into friendship through female orgasm. Deborah talks of finding love with a partner who has sensual training. She expresses that doing has added to her sex life. It makes sexuality an integrated part of love and their relationship. She has this wonderful sensual energy and connection with her partner throughout the day with doing. So that's whole way of putting the attention on the woman um, in order for both people to find happiness and or to find pleasure is um, extraordinary and um, I think revolutionary. How did you decide to take a sensuality retreat at this point in your life? Um, How I decided to take the sensuality retreat workshop is that I met, um, I met a very special person in my life who wanted to, who shared them, his experience, uh, and told me more about it. And that resonated with a lot of things that I was already seeking in my life or doing in my life. And so I was very comfortable, it allowed me to feel more comfortable to, to explore the idea of, uh, he suggested, we, why don't we do this together? And that's what I really liked, is that we were going to have a shared experience together, taking a workshop together. Um, so that's, I got introduced through this very special person. What were you looking for when you found the Welcome Consensus? I was looking for more ways to have mindfulness practice. I've been doing a lot of mindfulness practice in my, everything from sitting meditation to movement meditation to I'm a sound healer also, um, and, and even in my teaching in performing arts. So everything, the Everything that I'm interested in is gravitating towards a type of mindfulness. And the Welcome Consensus website and what I was hearing about it seemed that was on track with what I was seeking. Did you get what you were looking for? Yes, I think I did. Um, And what's wonderful about getting what you're looking for is that you also receive what you weren't seeking, which is a type of wonderful surprise. And yes, I felt, I feel much closer to my partner and I feel like I grew in ways that I didn't, um, I feel like I grew in ways that I didn't know I was going to grow too. So I got, I got both, which is great. Do you have any specific frames about how you grew in these areas? 
I think one thing I'm struck with is having the workshop in this ranch retreat-like setting. So the information is one part of the workshop and the community in which it is held is another huge part of the workshop. And to me, it's the entirety of the experience that has informed the transformation that I'm having. What concepts from the Sensuality course stand out? Any flashes or ahas? One of the first concepts that stand out for me um, is about seduction, because it has to do with, for me, allowing um, the man to put all his attention on me is actually something very new concept. But it is, as soon as it started happening, uh, I felt with my partner, because he's had a lot of training in this work, um, I felt like it was this thing that I've always wanted. And, um, and just, it felt so right. And yet it's very different from how I've been living my life and how I've been looking for a partner. So that's whole way of um, putting the attention on the woman um, in order for both people to find happiness and or to find pleasure is um, extraordinary and um, I think revolutionary. One particular goal that you had that you obtained over the weekend? One particular goal that I had was to be more comfortable receiving attention. You know, I think that I'm, I'm a person who I direct a lot of things, I teach a lot of things, I have a, I'm an entrepreneur, I, I'm out in the world putting out a lot of charge. And when the having, the receiving of attention is a type of release, and that I've been focusing more on in my life, how to listen more, pay attention to my needs, and receive. And so I feel like I allowed that to happen. And, not just from my partner who I was with for, with the workshop, but also from the entire community um, who was here. And that, that it just, I felt really taken care of. Have you made any discoveries about sensuality? I think the discover, like one of the biggest discoveries about sensuality, um, which I may not be even able to articulate at this time, is this the Im powerful impact of, of watching um, an hour-long intensive session of coming. Uh, that was opening and it expanded my view of how people can share sensuality in community because we were all there together. We had a shared experience, which is something I'm very interested in because I'm an actor. I create shared experiences, so that, that was a very important aspect of it that I resonated with me. Um, it was very intimate and universal at the same time. And uh, I think that any, any experience that is at once both intimate and universal is a type of truth with a capital T. So that'll be a lasting transformational experience for, it'll resonate in many ways. I, I have no idea even at this point. Are you in a relationship? 
I am in a relationship. Well, we're in a relationship with everybody, but I'm in a, I'm in a romantic relationship right now that's just it's very new and very profound. Do you have any other specifics that you want to say about that? Well, I think what makes it specific to this experience is that I'm in a relationship with a person who used to be a part of this community in a very intimate way and is still very connected to the welcomed consensus. And so I think that our relationship is directly informed by his training and um, sort of setting a template for how we're gonna communicate going forward. What do you mean when you say that your partner has training. What I mean when I say that my partner has training is it means that um, he's gone through years of courses with the welcomed consensus and also living in the community. And so that means that he's trained to give intentional orgasm and also trained in a high level of interpersonal communication skills and has a vision for how he wants to live his life that's very specific and chosen. And that is very rare for, for anybody and specifically, I think, for men. And if more men would do it, they'd find more women that really wanted to be with them. <laughs> so I felt really lucky I found one. What do you want in a relationship? What were you looking for? What I was looking for in a relationship, and I was looking a long time, was um, ever-unfolding intimacy. So it, I felt like I was having intimacy and learning how to open myself up in many different ways through many different courses and arts practices and mindfulness practices that I was doing on my journey. And I was searching for someone who could have a level of expansion and skills that would meet me. And um, in order to be able to to, to, to have the common ground to go into that ever-unfolding intimacy with me. That's what I was looking for. What do you want in your sex life? What I want in my sex life is, is for it to support every other part of my life so that everything that happens in the bedroom informs what's happening in the rest of my life. I think sex can be a litmus for other places of experience and can play out in the bedroom, for example. So if, if I can have like an amazing sexual experience, an amazing series of sexual experiences or just an amazing sex life, then I can have an amazing life. And uh, I was talking with my partner just this morning, and we were talking about how our we've kind of been having the same orgasm the entire time we've been together. And it's just had various levels. And I do, I feel a buoyancy um, being with him. That's very different from being with other people. 
What do you like about doing a deliberate orgasm? I think what I like about deliberate orgasm is that it's completely focused on one person or the other. And so it's a, it's a meditation um, for both people in terms of it's a gift you can give to be the receiver, which is my experience. It's, it's a gift to give myself that time to focus only on me and to have another person, my partner, focus only on me. And that's a great feeling. How did you first feel about deliberate sexing, having a deliberate orgasm? Um, how I first felt about having a deliberate orgasm, when I first heard about it, I thought, well, that sounds great. Um, and what I also liked about it is that there is a container for it with a protocol. And that protocol is the same for anyone who's doing it. So there's a, there's a way to a set, a set container in which, you know, this amazing experience can be, can be shared between two people. So, so that made it feel safe for me to want to try it with someone I didn't know very well at the time. And um, it, it had a prescribed beginning, middle, and an end. And also the communication that goes along with it. There's a lot of verbal communication and there's a feeling that I could stop at any time. I could say no at any time. I, I, can have, I have control over my body in that I can decide how much, how little, even how much time I want, how long I want it to be. And that that gets communicated with the person who's doing me. And that makes it feel safe and makes it feel fun. Did you say everything you wanted to say about the protocol part? That was interesting, how you put it in the container. Um, so one of the things I like about the, the deliberate orgasm is that the, as a, it has a framework and it has a protocol which, which my partner was able to describe to me completely before we even tried it, which made me feel really safe it also made me feel safe knowing that that was the protocol for every everybody that he was doing or everybody that who does it and there's there's certain ways that you use a the cloth there's certain ways that you handle the lubricant there's a specific way to communicate verbally with each other um, and it's a back and forth so that I feel that I have the control over how, what kind of duration I want it to be, and pressure, tempo. Those specifics help make it feel safe, and by its being predictable, and also just more fun. It doesn't sound like it is, because you think if things are mysterious, it'll be more fun and then spontaneous. But it actually allows, having a very specific container allows the, the mystery of the orgasm to unfold in a very safe and beautiful way. That, so, that, so the two concepts actually work really well together.
When your partner first, and you first met, how did he introduce the concept of deliberate orgasm? Or how did he approach you about having a due date? When my partner first introduced the idea of a deliberate orgasm, he first talked about communication and talked about um, the community in which he lived and the qualities of the people, the interpersonal communication and how, he talked about values. And then after I asked, I was able to ask a lot of questions. I was curious about that. I, he was very uh, disclosing about specifics and I felt very comfortable that he was sharing specific and intimate information with me, which built trust. And so then I, um, then he started talking about actual um, sexing, you know, just the act of, of what it means to give a deliberate orgasm and in a very specific way. Um, first I will do this and then this would happen and then this would happen um, very sequentially and um, matter of fact, but also talking about what it does between the two people. That was very interesting to me, like how it could be a shared experience between two people and deepen a relationship. At first I was hesitant because uh, I'm a native San Franciscan. I know a lot of different, I'm aware of a lot of different cultures, theories, practices, and communities. And I've experienced, at least on the fringe, some of those, you know. And I think some, my impression is that some are more beneficial than others. And so I wanted to be really, I asked a lot of specific questions to see if this was something that would resonate with where I am in my life at this time. And he was very forthcoming and um, very specific. So that helped make me feel safe and and curious. And also enjoy, like that this was gonna be an enjoyable experience. And the first experience that we had was very short and very, it was like five minutes and it was, I think that also helped because it was very profound, five minutes. One of my favorite parts about it is that you talk about it after. And that's really, because that, that to me is where the transformation happens. There's an experience that's shared and then there's a left brain process that happens um, after. And then that integrates into your whole life. Since we're talking about that first date, is there um, something that really stands out in your experience of that orgasm or anything you want to say about that? Something that stands out for me about that first, first due date was how relaxed I felt and the heat that I felt through my sacrum and my thighs and, and then how little was necessary for him to do in order for me to feel a lot. And this is profound because I think we're in a doing culture. Like doing, I mean not, 
I think we're in a doing culture that's active. We need to, we feel like we need to be actively doing something all the time. And we need to do a lot in order to feel, in order to achieve, in order to succeed. And what I realized is that we can do less and do it better. So by his subtle stroking of my clitoris, I was feeling much more. And that was really surprising to me. How has your sex life changed since adding doing? Specifically, how has doing added to your sex life? Doing has added to my sex life in that it makes it makes sexuality an integrated part of, of, of the relationship. It's not just something that gets compartmentalized for like one night a week or something. It's like you can have a date and it doesn't have to last very long in duration and then go out and live your life and you can have this wonderful sensual energy and this connection with your partner throughout your day and it kind of so it kind of integrates your sex life more into your all the other things you do in your life which is pretty fun it's definitely energizing and then it's changed my relationship to orgasm which had been changing since before I was introduced to this work and now it's deepening even more that change meaning I The idea of achieving something or having an end product or going to a final stretch is like completely crumbling for me. You know, the so that everything is experiential. And the reason why I like that is it puts you in the moment and there's, there's nowhere else that you need to be. And so the appreciation of being present, your life, my life becomes fuller because I don't need to be anywhere but here. Which is pretty much the whole deal for me of what I want out of my life. Or what was your concept of orgasm before the retreat and what is orgasm to you now? My concept of orgasm before the retreat, I'll back it up and I'll say, okay, in my 20s, my orgasms were really contracted and things that I felt I had to really um, control and physically grasp literally I'm like my hands are making this fist, these fists because it felt like that's what I had to do in order in order to achieve this full body um, release and um, you know that worked for a while for a while you know that's what orgasm was for a decade or more and then uh, over the last um, few years, uh, I've been allowing myself to literally release more and um, observing that my orgasms got longer, my orgasms got multiplied, my orgasms were now becoming an integrated voice and movement experience where my voice was getting really involved in a very organic way, which was fun. And um, which felt more or holistic. 
And then to add deliberate orgasm where the whole attention is on my orgasm then became a, a, a an even greater exercise in release and to be in total effect was, it's a wonderful way to give up control, um, which is something that I need to, need to do. <laughs> it's, and I've learned a lot about um, how to have a deeper orgasm with, by doing much less. Do you think most women are honest about how much sex they really want? I think most women don't know how much sex they would want if because they they aren't having great sex. So if you could present to them an opportunity or a way to to have sex in the way that's satisfying for their body and doesn't and and they're not held hostage by a a male trajectory of an orgasm, which I think a lot of women are. I think a lot of women are held hostage by a predisposition or a guilt or a shame or an obligation to um, please their man in whatever way it takes. And that really clouds the issue of, or the, the desire it represses it so far that you, you, you don't know how to even ask for what you want. So the deliberate orgasm container allows you to focus on what the woman wants. And this is revolutionary. Um, and if more women understood it or talked about it, then they might raise their awareness of the possibility of what they could even ask for. What was your experience of the observation of intense coming? Um, my experience of the observation of intense coming was a profound one that, that quite frankly left me speechless, speechless which is kind of hard to do. Um, I think because when you see something that is so uh, primal, it's talking to you in a way that's, um, that's so deep that words can't really describe it. Um, similar experiences would be, I was thinking, I've observed um, a cow being born on, on, on the ranch before, on a, you know, when I was out at a farm once. I've observed, um, I've held my godson af after just being two days old, you know, in the hospital. And, you know, I had the opportunity to, to touch the person who was having an intense orgasm as she was having it, which meant I was having that intense orgasm. And then I sat down and the whole room was having that intense orgasm. And then you think about the potential of that energy resonating out into the universe. And words can't really describe that. It, it's, in a sense, something we already know. And when you experience it, it's like you're coming home to it. 
What would you like other women to know about your experience? I think what I would like other women to know is that there's this revolutionary concept that all the attention can be on you and there's nothing shameful or bad about that and it's actually this really positive way to walk in the world for yourself and in your relationships with men and it's a win-win for both. That's profound and worth taking a look at. And that it's okay to talk about sex, it's okay to talk about wanting things it's okay to talk about your orgasm. It's okay to t it's okay to talk about wanting your partnership to be better than it already is. And it's okay to to look for experiences that are better than you're already having. What would you tell other women regarding the three day sensuality retreat? What I would tell other women about the sensuality retreat is that it's a lot of information and to just go with it, to try it. Go with an open mind. Don't try to integrate everything. Just take the information in and ask a lot of questions. Ask every question you can think of. Because every time I asked a question, I got way more back from the answer than, than just the answer I was seeking. So that's really important. And then allow yourself time to integrate the information. Not just the information, but the experience. The experience needs time to integrate. So take a day off from work after the workshop. Thank you. You've been listening to the Female Orgasm Podcast. Visit www.welcomed.com to find full transcripts, articles, videos, courses, and more focused on the topic of friendship through female orgasm.